John Deere announces the new lineup of high horsepower four track tractors including an 803 horsepower option. There's three new models introduced, the 9RX 710, the 9RX 770, and the 9RX 830. It's autonomy ready. The new John Deere 18 engine eliminates the need for diesel exhaust fluid and offers an optional 168 gallon per minute triple pump hydraulic system. Command View 4 Plus Cab receives updates for increased operator comfort and visibility. Advanced technology package includes G5 Plus command center, display, and integrated Starfire 7500 receiver. The high horsepower 9RX models available for order in mid-March. For more information, go to JohnDeere.com or contact your local John Deere dealer. Hey listeners, it's almost Farm Progress show time and just wanted to remind you that Ag Leader will be on display. And that's going to be one of those booths that you want to check out at the Farm Progress show here in 2022. Lot 517, it's a big enough booth, you're going to be hard to miss, but the best thing about it is you swing in there, tell them that you heard it on Farm for Profit, and you'll get entered to win their 30th anniversary giveaway prize. So congratulations to Ag Leader for 30 years being in business. Stop by their booth, see what the latest application technology looks like, which is right spot in action live for you to see. Also learn about Cart Ace, which we're teasing you about this show. It'll be one of those we feature on a topic here. So check out Ag Leader at the Farm Progress Show, Lot 517. Had to drive by that field every day, all year long, watching my weeds get out of control past the point where I couldn't do anything about it. And, uh, you know, to me, three years ago, I thought, you know, this is the end of my farming career. I'm done. There's no turning back. But my dad told me, he said, disaster does not describe you. It's a lesson. And you just got to learn with it, roll with the punches and just tell yourself, I will not do that again next year. Mm-hmm. That's right. Kind of like putting Coke in with Bush Light. <laughs> there is a podcast in Iowa. Funk for profit was named by the Fate stirred up a bank earlier. Then quick came an auctioneer. Making profit was their first goal. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Soon may the farmers come to bring us guests and beer and fun. One day when the recording's done, we'll take our mics and go. These formats shook us to our core. With fun for fun, you will not snore. Bankers set all mics to on, and the mullet of podcast was born. Soon may the farmers come to bring us guests and beer and fun. One day when the recording's done, we'll take our mics and go. Before we knew, conversations grew. Growing corn even said F you. So won't you join Tenor Dave, Corey, and crew? Please like, share, review. Soon may the farmers come to bring us guests and beer and fun. One day when the recording's done, we'll take our mics and go. Bush. We're going to do that every show, aren't you? Bush. <laughs> yep. Hey, welcome to the Farm for Profit podcast. This is Tanner Winterhuff. This is Corey Hillibo. We are here to have a little fun, Farm for Fun episode here on a Thursday morning. Or maybe you picked it up later. It comes out on Thursday. Yep. Two different show formats, Farm for Profit, Farm for Fun. This is where we focus on a person, profit, we focus on a topic. Same host, same location, we're sitting in the same chairs. I mean, honestly, probably the best time to listen to this, like Friday, late afternoon, after a long week of work, crack a beer with us and hang out. That's right. We need to do better on telling what mixtures we're going to have so they can go to the grocery store before they listen to the show. Ah, like a schedule. Yeah. Like a mix schedule. That Mixology. Part. Yeah. Pause right now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, yes, thank you for listening If you have a review, 
you want to leave it for us, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, we appreciate those. Leave us five stars, of course, nothing less. And you can send us emails, farmforprofitllc at gmail.com, or shoot us a text, leave us a voicemail, 515-207-9640. Yep, and as always, today's listener review is brought to you by Gearinghoff, head of the class, no matter the crop. We are getting awfully close to harvest. Might be hard to find one, but hey, I'd think ahead for next year and maybe find one of the uh, district sales guys and oh, maybe get yes. a demo out there. Yes, get you a razor. Get yeah. you, you'll never cut your crops closer to the ground than you will. Get with a North Star. Get, get any, yeah, try, try it out. Try that's, it out in corn. That's the pride that they have is they have a solution for every field. Yep. Put Except it on cotton. I don't any know if they combine. have cotton. Sure, I, I bet you they could combine coffin. cotton. I don't know. Combine don't coffin. Pick cotton. Well, maybe we should try <laughs> combining. <laughs> I think that would be a great idea. So today's review was a text. Or actually, I don't know if you can call it a review. It's a text. From the 660342, um, Bo Ridgeway. Left us his name. Thank you, Bo. At Farmer Mechanic. Hey, this guy just commented on one of my TikToks trying to buy my semi. Hey, this guy. (laughs) Uh, Love listening to the show on my drive to and from work when they come out. You guys definitely help me look at different perspectives to help my small farming operation. Thank you, Bo. No farm is small. They all are big and mighty. They all matter. They all, all, farms, all farm all sizes farms matter. matter. <laughs> God. <laughs> Thank you, Bo, for sending us a message. We appreciate that. You guys are what drive us to do this. You know, sponsors are fine, but you guys are the main reason that we set this up. But what do you think, Corey? New headset? Yeah, we're going to give uh, give an introduction on the new headset here. We'll see if New how headset, it works. new tunes. If I sound differently during the show, you guys should tell us. Yes. Because this is a new mic. Yes. Do I need to wait for the beat to drop on this or what? I think so. This is called Cory Enemy Remix. So it's got my name in it. Uh-huh. All right. Today on the Farm for Fun show, we're going to a state that we have not been before. A state that if you buy the wrong gummy bears, your snack might turn into an experience. This man busted onto the TikTok scene in mid-2020 with his scenic equipment and crop views, TikTok trends, and witty personality. He's compiled over 124,000 followers from Southeast Colorado, Mr. Zach Hossey. Hossey? Hossey. Did I say that right? Hossey. H-A-Z-E-H. What's up, Zach? (laughs) Not a whole lot. Sounds nothing like it's spelled, but here we are. <laughs> that is awesome. I, f- I figured that playing a song like that is my interpretation of what my brain would do after having some of those gummy bears. Mm. You wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> pretty close. How did the headset sound? I, f- I feel like it was a little light. I turned you down. Maybe I shouldn't have turned you down. Oh, okay. Well, I was just going off my ears. So I was trying not to. So this headset has a mic that comes off the headphones down to my lips and i'm kind of like eating it here so yeah it's a different experience we're just experimenting here that's right welcome zach how we doing we're great so he does a great job of getting this hyped up and getting started but why don't you give your version of an introduction let our listeners listeners know who you are well i'm like they were telling i'm zach Hawsey. i'm from southeast colorado we farm kind of where the rain misses everything and the tumbleweeds blow. <laughs> Not a whole lot going on down here. We're a diversified operation, primarily raising 
wheat and milo have a little corn rotation and then a cow calf herd on the side. So we got our hands in a little bit of everything and a lot of things different, that's for sure. So are you all dry land there? We are. There is scattered irrigation really all around us, except for kind of where we're located. The water table around us, it's around, you know, the 120 to 200 feet. And the best well that you can drill is five to eight gallon. Oh, um, Most houses require two wells. So as far as the irrigation goes, really the sprinkler system in your front yard is pushing it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that makes that hard. Yes. What's 100% the fa- dry land and a lot of dirt blowing. So what's the family dynamic look like out there on the farm? So I guess it's, uh, I would be the third generation. We started in 2008. So I guess relatively speaking, for as farms go, I mean, we're decently young. Um, my grandpa started it in 2008, and then he had my mom and my uncle now. They're helping, and then my mom brought a Nebraskan down, and he, my dad, and then he started in 2015. And then here along came me, myself, and uh, really not a whole lot of anybody else. We don't have any full-time help, and it's just kind of just strictly family operation. So not very many people start a farm just out on a whim anymore. Well, that's young. Like he said, 2008. That's not even 20 years old yet. Did your grandpa have experience farming beforehand or just something he already, always wanted to do? Just really something he always wanted to do. He actually didn't even grow up in this area. He grew up maybe, I think it's 80 miles north of us. Um, and then he was in the Navy, came off the Navy, and he always wanted to farm. So he moved down to southeast Colorado in the Eads, where we're located, uh, found an older farmer to help out. And then they kind of began a partnership, worked together. And then his other partner kind of got out of it. And before, before he knew it, he was head in doing it by himself. So he was in the Navy. What did he do in the Navy? He was actually a barber. He was down in Hawaii stationed. Um, I can't remember what boat it was, but he was actually cutting hair in the Navy. My grandpa's a barber. He not in the Navy, but that's fascinating. You, you forget it takes all roles, all kinds, all types. Yes. Yep. Something that you'd never think would be a necessity as a, as a part of it. But, you know, those guys go out on the boat for weeks, months, not coming back. So it's something that, you know, I would I would have never thought about it if my grandpa wouldn't a part of it. Wow. So something unique. So I don't know if you can see this, Corey. I pulled up where Eads, E-A-D-S. Kind of. Yep, uh, that is correct. East, maybe south a little bit from Colorado Springs. Yeah, definitely south and east of Denver. Yeah. Okay. Really, anywhere we go, it's about two to two and a half hours. Straight. Two and a half to Denver, Colorado Springs, Pueblo, Garden City. Yep. Where's LaSalle from you? LaSalle. You know, I don't know if I'm familiar with LaSalle. The only reason I know that is we, we used to do some drought, corn drought research out there and would drive out there and uh, check it out. Oh, did you sleep the whole way out there? You didn't know where it was? I don't. It's a long ways through Nebraska, so yeah. It's <laughs> Nebraska, you definitely sleep. <laughs> There's nothing to see. <laughs> nothing but bad corn in Nebraska. Yeah. I don't, when you get past the corn, there. there's nothing. <laughs> so you said wheat, sorghum, a little bit of corn. Is the, yes. is the corn grown for the livestock, or is it just to fit the rotation? Well, I guess as far as sorghum goes, it's not a Roundup-ready crop yet. 
So the only way that we can really control most of our grass is by rotating in a year of corn, get the grass under control, manage that, and then go back with a rotation of sorghum after that. What's an average yield for corn out there in an arid climate like that with no irrigation? When I tell most people this, they they just kind of give me a funny look like, why in the world are you still farming out there? But for (laughs) us, a normal corn yield could be 45, 50 bushel. Yeah. That's that's average. Um, You know, if someone told me they pulled a, a three digit number out of a field, it would, I would probably second guess their logic on that. So as far as a hundred bushel corn yield down here, it's almost unheard of unless you get more South in irrigation or further East. And they kind of catch a little more rain on the other side of the County, but around us anyways, it is dry, dry. So when Brown sells out there, What's an acre of land go in your area? Well, recently we've had a couple large investors kind of come in and start buying up all they can get their hands a hold of. But the old average used to be 850, 900 uh, for an acre of farm ground. And now it's kind of almost double. We're approaching probably time and a half for sure. Um, the last couple of sales that I've seen have been 1500 or $1,700 an acre. And for corn, 45 bushel corn and 30 bushel wheat, that really does not pencil out very well. I was just going to say, we need a 1031 exchange out there and uh, just buy up half the state. Yeah, <laughs> but that, that deal isn't very good. I I asked that question because I roomed with a, a guy from Western Kansas in a PAS uh, conference in college, and I remember him talking, if they got 80 bushel corn, they were living high on the hog, you know. So I don't you don't get to talk to those people very often, so it's kind of interesting to see. And I like the whole concept. I had a field that was just pure sand, and I talked to that guy, and it's like, what am I doing wrong? I can't grow 11 bushel corn. In 2012, we had that drought. Right. So you got to lower your populations. So you guys are big, uh, like, low-pot mafia style. Well, how many seeds per acre? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a couple 9,000 populations out here. For the most part, we're around, like, the 12, 12 five range. Yeah. I don't know what you, what you guys are planting back there, but – a bag of corn for us, it goes a long ways. 35,000, I would say, would probably catch a lot here in central wow. Iowa. You wouldn't get anything done but filling the planter with seed corn. Yeah. All <laughs> yeah, our this seed is, cost gets to be 100 bucks an acre pretty quick. This is why central field planters were made. Yeah. Huh. See, I fill my central field planter, and I don't got to look back for a week before it runs out. <laughs> <laughs> you can cover a lot of ground. I mean, yes. you haven't been in it very long. But I've said that the, these, these like drought guards and Aquamax and these hybrids that are grown for drought have changed the game more for you guys than it probably has for the Corn Belt. Is, do you think that's true? Absolutely. And, you know, with a lot of our drought guard and Aquamax products that we're seeing, on a disaster year, our goal is not grain. I mean, it's a bonus if you can, but the majority of the time in a disaster year, we're just looking for cover. Because we're farming on sand, and once that sand starts blowing, you could be two, three years before you have a crop decent enough to harvest after that. So the biggest thing for us in these Aquamax products is at least it produces a plant to give you cover, give you that something to hold the ground down, hold the sand in place. Because without that, we were having problems with just chiseling all winter long, just doing anything that we could to keep the dirt from moving. I didn't even think so it about that. it saved a lot of operations. So then in a, in a bad year like that with cattle, are you then 
still going to try and either roll it up or chop it, use it for forage? No, we'll just go ahead and leave it. Even our fully matured corn, if it gets four foot tall, that's decent. A lot of our disastered corn where you go across it, might make 15 bushel, it, it's barely tall enough to even fit in the corn head at that point. So as far as chopping it or baling it, there's not enough organic material out there to really pay for the operation itself. So a lot of times we'll just bale like our CRP grasses um, if they would happen to release it for disaster grazing or disaster hay. And then that would be the majority of the feed that we would get on a year where we would not have enough grass to sustain. Well, how's this year look? This year we are wetter than we have been in a long time. Um, We caught late rains through wheat harvest. We were completely dry. So most of the corn, it's burnt up now and some of it could look like you could harvest it at any moment. Um, But as far as the Milo goes, it is kind of surprising me with how well it held on. I think we could be looking at at least an average, maybe a little above for the year that we've had. Good. That's cool. That is. That's very cool. So then you you talked a little bit. You said cow-calf herd. So is that yeah. is that pasture grazing, or what, what do you guys have for a setup there? Yep, all pasture grazing. Our stocking rate is probably like 30, 30 acres per pair. Lower vegetative acres, it could be up to 50 acres per pair. So as far as ranch land goes, you need quite a bit to really sustain any sort of reasonably sized herd out here. So it's all just strictly pasture grass, and it's some pretty hilly, sandy ground that you couldn't put a tractor on if you wanted to. So it works out all right. Right. And like you said in your introduction, you used the word diversified. Diversified, yep. And, I mean, down here, the easiest way to make it is getting your foot in about anything that you can get it into. If the farm ground has a disaster, you have the cows to take care of you. If you have a disaster with the cow herd and the grass doesn't make it, have to pull some off. Well, hopefully the farming will continue to pick it up. Um, I guess I'm also involved in Pioneer Seed Sales. I took that over last year. Got three streams of revenue. So no matter what happens, I guess I'll be okay somehow. See, no I matter what. Fed right into that with the old Aquamax. And <laughs> he knew what I was talking it's about. Like you yeah. knew. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't know where LaSalle was, though, then. But wow. he probably has the research right in his back door. <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> but it was crazy when we went there, like, because they all have drip irrigation, so they can provide two inches or eight inches or, how you know, all the way up to what a normal Iowa farm would have. And it was interesting to see the Aquamax or those technologies bred for drought versus non. And even in a disaster year, it still looks like crap, but it might be crap. 30 bushel corn instead of crap nothing that's fair you know so. yeah correct me if i'm wrong but was LaSalle where they were doing those impact test plots probably well impacts all over but they probably did have i used to be on an impact team actually and they probably had some out there so yeah you would have a five acre chunk of 200 different hybrids in it with a bunch yep. of check strips and stuff so good way to do research yes a lot better than just one strip of variety through the middle and call it a test plot. Yeah. That's a PKP plot. <laughs> what Product is P- knowledge. Plot. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Well, are you out there in your area? Can you get bush light? Absolutely. You know, it's not near as common because we only drink the Rockies. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. But it is here and there. You know, if it wasn't for the tractor on the can, nobody would buy it. Oh. But... <laughs> 
Well, just so you know, it's the official beer of the Farm for Profit podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. Official beer. So we thank Bushlight yep. for putting the farmer's corn to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. are we going to do? Well, we've been mixing all this time. Corey, what do we got to mix this time? So we're continuing our series of mixing stuff with Bushlight. This is Coke, Coca-Cola. Yeah, not and, Coke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good time. Uh, Coca-Cola here, spurring from the Mountain Dew that Chuck Weldon did. So I don't know that this will be good. I could, you know, the dark pop. I'm afraid it's going to take over. Yeah, mix it 50-50. Turns right into coffee. Yeah. Let's right. give it a little try. Bottoms up. I have seen some odd combos in my life, but never have I seen a soda and a beer mixed in the same cup. It, I mean, it's not oh. bad, but it, it does overpower. It just tastes like Coke. The, la- the aftertaste is not not good. Yeah, this that's the, f- the first one. I mean, if we do another one, we're going to have to do a little bit less. It's five out of ten. Five out of ten. That's yeah. fair. Yep. I'll still drink it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't rush out there to dump that into your beer from the Rockies either. That's, <laughs> we had a show with, with Lane Goral and threw some orange juice in it, and then another one we threw a Monster Energy drink in. That's good. Those are both by far much, much better. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with an orange beer, but yeah. Monster might have a little too much energy for me when I'm trying to relax and drink a beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just depends. You're right. Depends on your setting. If you're day drinking or you're trying to calm yourself down. Yeah. 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 I didn't even ask. Are we are you even old enough to drink? I am. Oh, just there. barely. Twenty two years of age. Oh, there so. we go. I always get that you look a lot younger than what you are. But <laughs> that's fair. That's the only reason I started growing a beard and then it just never left. Yeah, I gotta keep a little down here just so people kinda think I'm older in high school. <laughs> right. Nobody ever wanted a loan from somebody that looked like they were sixteen. That's true. So you had to Looked like I was 30, and now I'll be 30 for like 20 years. There you go. So let's talk TikTok a little bit. What got you into that? That, uh, that purple-green filter that they had, I don't know. I remember that. Ago, it turned everything green-purple. So I was like, you know, I drive green tractors. the only kind there is to drive. So I might as well do something with that. And then, you know, I got all of maybe 10 views. So I really didn't spark an interest by no means, but just kept on it. Then I got a 360 camera, and I like messing around with that pretty good. It's an easy way to make some cool content. Yeah, so I was going to ask you about that. That 360 camera is cool. Like It's in your cab, and then it's like turning. Are you turning it, or does it actually follow things? So when you record it, you get a full 360 of recording. Oh. And then when I go to edit the film, I just select out of the 360 degrees it's recorded what I would like to focus on. That makes sense. That's what we need in the studio. Okay, plug it. What is the what is the 360 camera? GoPro 360 Max. Okay. No kidding. Yep. We that could, is we the could, real deal. GoPro 360 Max. So you're saying that if we put it right here, I know listeners can't see my finger, and Dave's sitting across from me, I'm sitting here, and Corey's sitting here, that it's gonna re, it's gonna do the whole thing. And then if we find a joke or a clip or, or something that we actually say that might be intelligent, we can select the conversation? Yep, exactly. You can zoom in on one person, uh, crop it to the 916 to fit Instagram, 
or three, four to fit Instagram or whatever it is, and then be able to fill your whole screen and it doesn't look warped or odd shaped or nothing. And that's 1080p or, you know, good quality? Shoots in 5K. 5K. Whoa. That is game changing. Why have I not heard of this before? Too old. (laughs) Too old. Huh. Yeah, I'm going to have one of those ordered before the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool. So do you like the video editing side of things? I do. You know, at first it was a a lot past my my technology level. It was way over my head. But as I kind of learned how to do it more, I got a video, video editing software. Now that I've somewhat mastered that. I really enjoy doing it. It's something that I would have never guessed that I'd gotten into. But now that I'm into it, it's something that I can really roll with. So what do you use to edit in? A LumaFusion. So you have to use the GoPro app to select the degree of where you want to film. And then after you get that selected, then I upload it to LumaFusion. And then that's where I do most of like my cutting. Or if I want to overlay a sound on top of it, record another audio and... Uh, Basically, all the splice work goes into LumaFusion. Our minds are blown. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of that. I've never heard this GoPro 360 for GoPro. Yeah. Normally, people say what? Adobe Premiere and CapCut. Yep. So, huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I wanted a little more than CapCut had to offer, but I didn't want to pay what Adobe had. So, LumaFusion is kind of a... The beginner, just with a little more juice to it, I guess. Okay. I took a couple big gulps out of that Coca-Cola beer, mm-hmm. and then I filled it back up with beer. It is better with less Coca-Cola in it. Okay. Well, I could try that. Yeah, just just in case everybody was keeping score. And it looks like one of those dark beers with froth on top. Yeah, it kind of does. Oh, that's pretty funny. So then you uh, running around out there with a girlfriend or a wife or anything like that? I am girlfriend. Yep, I brought her back from uh, Nebraska. Well, she's still up there now. She does crop insurance. So I'm kind of hunting down my future business partner, you know. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. You said your dad was from Nebraska, too. Yep, he is. He's from North Central, and she's kind of from the southeast corner. You already made sure she wasn't a cousin. Correct. Yeah, we had to go off the corners. Can't bring Alabama into Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. You said you met at college, or what'd you say? Where'd you say you met? Yeah, college. So I ended up going to college in Southeast Nebraska at uh, Southeast Community College there in Beatrice. Spent a year there, got an associate degree, and then came back. Farming full time now. What was your degree in? You know, I'm not 100% sure what it's called. <laughs> it was of science, uh, two year degree in. Bachelors of Science? Applied science. <laughs> and I think it was like agricultural management, maybe. Sci- science of it didn't really matter. <laughs> science of I went there to get the paper, learn a few things along the way, and got for the experience of and, not living in AIDS for a while. And meet a meet a pretty girl. Yeah. Exactly. You Who didn't become a, a better corn than me. You didn't ever make it up to any Nebraska football games, did you? I did once. I watched one game. You know, that's actually my team is the Huskers, oh. so it worked out perfect. Ooh. 30 miles from Lincoln. Ooh. I'm sure that's not what you guys were looking for was no. the Husker, the Husker champ uh, right there. I don't know. Now, since they left the Big 12, it really didn't matter. Yeah. 
That is just get beat up on all the time. <laughs> Isn't Frost? He's got one more year and he's gone probably. Sad to say, I would say you're probably correct. Yeah. It was uh it's been tough. Uh, you know, I would say tough couple years, but it's probably been ten now and we're we keep saying, you know, maybe next year. But I guess that's the farmer optimism rooting the corn huskers. Well, that's kind of the way we were as cyclone fans there for a while. And oh. it uh I did I saw a Scott Frost press conference and he was you know, it's a really tough conference, and everybody's got really good teams. And the COVID years got a lot of a lot of talent with experience, and we're catching up. And we're, he just was doing, saying all the things he needed to say. Yeah, yeah. What's it like farming where weed is legal? Where weed is, you know, people make a lot of jokes like, "Oh, you're a farmer in Colorado." Yeah, you must weed. They left it up to the counties to be able to determine. Like if you can grow it or not, in our county is it's illegal to grow it. You, I mean, you can consume it, but it's illegal to grow it in our county. So we have counties surrounding us where it is illegal to grow. And ten years ago versus now, driving through there at night, it is the whole place is just glowing. <laughs> A lot of these places that you know weren't fit to farm, they're putting greenhouses on, a little bit of water, being able to manage your quarter of an acre farm. I think. In a way, it's kind of saved some areas, but as we all know, kind of the the crowd that that kind of tends to bring into certain areas, it's it could bring more harm than good. Yeah. So you make up by bringing some sort of agriculture in, but then it's in other areas can let you down. So I'm kind of thankful that it it was not passed in our area. Um, I don't know if we would ever switch to do something like that. I mean, I'm sure if the dollar sign was right, we're all farmers. So. Yep. The glowing comment I was imagining before you said greenhouses of like the large prison lights on poles. So the whole field was lit up and barbed yeah. wire fences. Yeah. Or razor wire, not even barbed wire, razor wire. Yeah. Keep people out. And there are several several places that do grow it that way. Really? And it looks like a prison compound sitting out there. Because I have no idea how they grow, but I assume that they start them in greenhouses until they get big enough to kind of sustain themselves in the elements, and then they move them outside to the outdoor growing areas, yeah. as far well, as I know. Knowing how much a little bit of weed costs, I mean, just a quarter acre, you'd probably have a million dollars worth of stuff. I mean, you probably have to have armed guards out there. And like you said, the crowd that comes along with it, they might not think twice about jumping that fence to go get some. Yeah, cut your fence down, run in, run out, and they just stole 50 grand from you. Yep. I didn't think about it in that perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That adds up pretty quick. Well, Zach, we've been having a little bit of fun with some of our guests here, shows that uh, you might not have had the opportunity to listen to yet, since we're recording this here at the end of July, of playing uh, a game. And maybe you might be too young. I think I said this last time, but you might be too young, so I'm going to try it. Did you ever grow up playing the do marry kill game, where you get no, three? I don't get, I did. So the concept is you get three choices, and you have to pick if you're going to do them, <laughs> marry them, or kill them. And usually, as young boys, it was hot people, hot women, yep. and <laughs> uh, and you'd go that route. So we modified it just a little bit, and we've been changing the rules each show. So your rules are: you have to eat it at every meal. You have to cook or make it every day, or you're allergic to it, deadly allergic to it. So don't if you cook it, aren't you going to eat it? No, you don't have to eat it, but you have to cook it every day. 
Well, I can't cook very well, so we can burn it. Uh, yes. <laughs> so either eat it for every meal, like you have to have it with every meal. You're required to make it. Whether you eat it or not, you got to make it every meal. Or you are de- deathly allergic to it, can't eat it ever again. Mm-hmm. Eat, cook, allergic to. Yep. yep. First. All right. Tacos, pizza, pasta. You know, I'm not a big pasta guy. So I, I will say allergic to pasta. No, we can just toss that out immediately. But pizza and tacos, especially since my favorite kind of pizza is a, a taco pizza. Uh-oh. That's, oh, yeah. that's going to that's gonna be a tough one. If I have to cook it but not eat it or eat it every day, I think I'm going to go pizza for the eat every day. Yeah. And then the tacos. Those we can just cook it and burn them. So I was going to play along this week. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, and and I can't. I mean, it's not going to be very exciting because I would have the exact same reasoning because tacos are easy to make. You know, that's you dice up ingredients. Yeah. Yep, cook the chicken, cook the steak, cook the ground beef. Tacos. I'm going to eat pizza because I love pizza too. My my favorite is Canadian bacon pineapple. But I, pineapple on the pizza. <laughs> that's a whole subject in itself. But I, I throw pineapple on pizza. That's for sure. So I grew up with a, a little small franchise in the town next door called Honey Kissed Pizza. And it was some of the crispiest cut, crust. But then on the crust, they always brushed it with a honey glaze. So you'd get a Hawaiian pizza. Add bacon to it. So now your Canadian bacon, regular bacon, pineapple with the honey glaze on the crust. Oh, my God. I wish I could go back and get that. Nice. See, I'm, I'm switching pizza and tacos around because I'm just going to take a frozen pizza out and throw it on the pizzazz <laughs> and the timer. So, like, little to no effort. But right. tacos you can have so many different variations of and everyone loves. So, so we all are going to not eat pasta again. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's fair. Carbs are the enemy, but they're all probably gonna make us fat so yeah. all right what's next all right the next one is snickers twix or m&ms snickers is by far the greatest candy bar ever made and i will take that to my grave so that <laughs> will definitely be a need every day m&ms i they end up melting before i can eat the whole bag typically in the tractor so then i have a block of Molten chocolate with some crunchy stuff mixed in. Uh-huh. So that'll be allergic too. And then Twix, I don't even know how you would yeah, cook it. Yeah, I don't Twix. know. Well, you'd have to run the factory because yeah. there's a left factory and a right factory. <laughs> At least so, that's, so this is a complicated project, cooking a Twix every day. Yeah, I think it would be, according to the commercials. This one doesn't really play out very well. No. I, was, I like Twix, so I think Twix would be what I would eat every day. I hate the idea of throwing... And being allergic to a Snickers, because I do also love a Snickers, but I feel like it'd be a lot easier to make M and M's. Once you figured out once you figured out the candy shell, the coating. Yep. I think I would make M and M's every day. Yeah, that's a tough one. You want to do one or two more? You can do another one. Potatoes, sweet corn, or green beans. Potatoes, sweet corn, and green beans. You know, potatoes is the go-to on every meal. So potatoes is probably going to be cooked every day just because I can make it real quick. 
And then the corn, I could, I could deal with eating sweet corn every day. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And then green beans, we'll put that allergic to. God, I'm not going to make this very exciting because I'm the exact same thing. But I got made fun of at banking school. And yes, it sounds just as nerdy as, as <laughs> or it is just as nerdy as what it sounds. But I hate the squeakiness of green beans in my teeth. Like when I eat a green bean and it's not cooked to the mushy stage when they're still fresh and squeaky oh my god that's like that's like going to the dentist for me <laughs> what do you you can eat squeaky green beans it doesn't i don't know what you're talking about the squeaky but when you chew when on you them. get green beans made right with like some bacon chunks in it oh or green bean casserole see i can't i can't give up my sweet corn i agree i can make potatoes i'll just throw the potatoes in a pot or slice them and fry them but no i'm I'm getting rid of the green beans. Real quick, real quick, we should have done cake, cookies, or pie. Let's do that one, Cook. Cake, cake, cookies, or pie? You know, a homemade pie. Now you're just making me hungry. It's like <laughs> three right now, and I've already had lunch looking for supper. So I think I would put pie probably eat every day. And not a big cake guy, though. I don't know, not the frosting on it. Well, it has to be the right frosting. But for the most part, I not a big sweet guy. So I think I could put cake as the allergic to and then give me an oatmeal cookie and that that's good. Cook those every day. Yeah, I'm the same way with the cake. Yeah. I I'd probably scrape most of the frosting off the cake anyway. A monster cookie for me is uh, is my go to. Yep. Monster cookie. Yeah. Never had one of those? No. So it's it's your oatmeal cookie that you're talking about, but you throw in M and M's and chocolate chips. Well, it goes perfect since you're making M and M's every day. Yeah. That's right. Oh, so you just throw them all together. Look yeah. at this guy. He's like a professional. He host. listens. He's got it. <laughs> Zach right. is the man. All right, this is an actual do Mary kill. Jennifer Lawrence, Megan Fox, Anna Kendrick. Hopefully you know who those are. Might be a little young. You know, if you'd give me like some some farmers of the area, we'd, we'd have a little easier time. But I I don't know if uh, I don't know. Can we kill all three of them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would make you a murderer. <laughs> One doesn't count. Yeah. Tanner, you want to you want to take a stab at it? Ah, uh, this is. I got mine down. Yeah, uh, I know. I should have thought about this ahead of time. I mean, could I ask who has the biggest net worth to farm my farming? That's project? that's probably but, the the right answer to do. Yes, you're marrying that one. Oh man! Yes. <laughs> the others, who cares? They can battle it out. And Anna, Anna, I'm, Anna I'm, is sneaky. Is sneaky hot? She's I my girl. I think I'm. I'm going to uh, do Anna, marry Jennifer, and kill Megan. Uh, I, I'm I'm killing Jennifer. I'm doing Megan because her and Transformers. Oh my God! <laughs> like there wasn't a single boy that didn't want a stab at her. And Anna Kendrick, man, she's your girl next door, hot like girl you want to marry. So there you go. that's what I like. Yeah, I feel like we're leaving our women audience out. We're gonna have to next one of these we're gonna do. We're gonna have to throw in guys in some guys, and maybe we'll phone a friend, <laughs> or we could we could 
answer in different ways, like why That's right. why we would be gay or not gay for them. I like that. Yeah. I like that. All right. Before we jump back in to Zach, let's do another beer combo. We're not straying too far away. You're gonna need to put some more beer in this one. Uh-oh. We we get to drink here thanks to Bush Light, Zach. Um none of that mountain beer. <laughs> <laughs> so they are the proud and only beer sponsor of the podcast exclusively. Oh, that even sounds good in front of your in front of your next one here. So as we do this, we're going to do another combination here. So this is a combination not far from the last one that we did. Cherry Coke and Bush Light. So don't do this one as, as strong. As strong. We're just going to do like a like a shot. That Coke got a little overpowering. All right. Let's see if this... Itself. I imagine it's going to be the same. With You're not doing the pinky stir. You didn't give it a big old oh, yeah. swirl. Oh, we don't know where that, Zach, we don't know where that finger's been. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't want to drink after that cup. It's just very cherry Coke. It is. It's I don't, way uh, more overpowering. Five and a half. It's just slightly better than the regular Coke. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Dang. We kind of let our listeners it's down. It's edible. Yeah. We kind of let you down this week, listeners. We didn't get hey. a whole lot of... It wouldn't be fun if they were all good. That's fair. Right? That's fair. Bushlight's still good you by know, itself. If I could locate some sorghum beer, it's Bard's sorghum beer, I will definitely ship a case to you guys. Because oh. that stuff, it's pretty good. We've never had it. I, I've had sorghum beer once. Um, I think Anheuser-Busch made it. I thought they did. It was we. Someone brought it to our first crawfish boil, and they left it in our fridge. And oh. I had a couple, and they were like, oh, that's not bad. Stayed in the fridge nice. for a long time after that. <laughs> but That's pretty cool. Do you drink sorghum beer a lot, or just you just like it because you grow it? N- none of it's really getting sold around us yet. I've had one kind that it was bars, and I had to, I forget where I had it from or who brought it up to me. But, you know, it's, I think I tried it just because I grow it, but it wasn't bad at all. It's completely different than what I was expecting it to be. You know why, Tanner? Why? Celiac disease. Oh, gluten. There's no gluten in it. That's why you drink sorghum beer. So so now I'm allergic to gluten. So I guess now we got to redo the whole allergic cook eat thing. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to be, but for people that are gluten intolerant, they have a beer that they can drink because this Bush Light would have gluten in it and could upset people's stomachs. So <laughs> nice to have an option. Yeah, it is. That's pretty cool. So what does Zach do in his spare time? But you, you talked about being diversified. You probably got a lot of stuff going on on the farm. When you get to have some fun, what do you do? You know, my free time lately has been growing smaller and smaller as the years go. But Felt. if I do have free time on my hands, it, it's either washing my equipment. I don't know why, but I've always found it fun to go wax my combine. Um, but if it's, if it's anything away from the farm, it would probably go out and uh, doing some hunting. I, I'm really into uh, upland game, like the quail and pheasant, or in the wintertime, calling some ducks and geese, kind of all small game bird hunting. That's kind of what I do, but I don't you do it a whole lot. You get along with Corey. It kind of sounds like the trajectory I was on when I was 22 years old. Love doing that stuff. My, my spare time was shrinking. I've never enjoyed going and waxing things. I need to hire someone to do that. <laughs> like your eyebrows? Yeah. Well, no. Oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? My bikini line. <laughs> <laughs> but 
No, that's that's fun. I, I'm hoping to get back into some upland game. We've got we set aside some acres. Uh, just mowed it this week. We actually have quail moving back into our area that we haven't had for years, so it's kind of nice. I don't know what else. What else? What did we miss? We're not we're not the best at asking everything. Did we miss anything about Zach? You know, I I don't really have a whole lot going on, I guess. But when are you getting married? Oh, you know, that's a touchy subject. Mm. If you'd ask the other half, she would say tomorrow. Well, that's good. But, uh, I'm more of a meticulous kind of planning stuff out, waiting for waiting for the right time. So who knows? It could be next year. It could be three years. It's hard to say. Let's tell her you're waiting to, for her to ask. Yeah. <laughs> We're reversing the rules on this one. Have, have you tried any of the fake proposals that you see on tiktok where they like get down and they tie their shoe or they get down and they they pick the flower out of the grass oh you know i have wanted to so bad and have someone sitting there with a phone camera just like acting like it's gonna happen but i i don't know if i could take the heat from that one use the 360 <laughs> camera <laughs> that would be great yeah just set it down leave it but that's a new trend for you. Just you know, start doing that. Five foot five and a lot smaller than me, but I am sure she could kick my butt any day of this week. So <laughs> I'm, I'll stay away from those. I saw a couple painful proposals in my for you page. I think it was just this week of girls saying no. Oh, and like there's a whole group of people around, and she's just like that would be tough. Just like, I, no. I think that would be a deal breaker for me. If if it's a no the first time, I don't know if I don't know if I could pull up my uh, my manliness to ask again. I think that'd be yeah. it. I would agree. Yep. Did you see Chase Barber got engaged? Oh, I did not. At Edis Motors. He, yeah, he knew he was headed on a trip. Did you know we were the only ones besides his sister that knew before that? Oh, felt look pretty, at that. pretty pr- privileged about that. All right, we're setting an expectation, Zach. Before it happens, apparently you got to let Farm for Profit know. <laughs> And we're really good at secrets. Yeah. <laughs> the best thing. Then you guys would know before her, and then she'd be mad that I'm telling other people stuff before she knows. That's all right. So it's kind of as 22 on that one. Yeah. Well, you could tell her that we talked you out of doing fake proposals, and then everything would be all right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that might make her rest assured that she's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, we, we always record ahead of schedule, so you'd have three or four weeks to do it. And then the show would come out. Yeah, yeah, that it wasn't a spur of the moment. It was, you know, premeditated because I have two weeks worth of time to get it done. Yes. Yep. Yep. My wife always gives me a hard time because I bought the ring on sale <laughs> and had it for like seven or eight weeks before I actually proposed. Yep. How could you do that? How could you know you were going to do it and just wait? I just kind of like him. I meticulously planned this thing out. And Listen, I, it was on sale. It was a Veterans to, Day yeah, sale. sale. I take advantage of the sale. <laughs> exactly. A dollar saved is a dollar earned. Yeah. yeah. Look at this guy. Banker's <laughs> best friend. <laughs> so, Zach, we ask everyone the same question at the end. What is the best advice that you have ever been given? You don't have to answer it right away. You can think you about know, it. I was actually prepared for this. Oh, you're prepared. I, I was ready for this. All question. right, let's just send it. Maybe not super fan, super fan Zoe type prepared, <laughs> um, but probably second, second close. Okay. But this is actually only my third year 
really operating my own ground. And those first two years, I, I might have grown up on this farm and watched every move they made. But it's amazing how, how far south stuff can go when it's on you that first year, just a little stuff you don't know. So one thing that I was told is disaster does not describe you. The first year I had Milo, I let my weeds get way out of control and there wasn't anything I could do about it because Milo's super sensitive to begin with. Had to drive by that field every day, all year long, watching my weeds get out of control past the point where I couldn't do anything about it. And, uh, you know, to me, three years ago, I thought, you know, this is the end of my farming career. I'm done. There's no turning back. But my dad told me, he said, disaster does not describe you. It's a lesson. And you just got to learn with it, roll with the punches, and just tell yourself, I will not do that again next year. Mm-hmm. That's right. Kind of like putting coke in with bush light. Yeah. Will not describe will not us. Describe will not do it again. And we will not do it again. That's pretty deep coming from your dad who doesn't have a ton of time under his belt in the farming industry as well. So that's pretty cool. Right. You know, and he's not a very heartfelt guy. We've had, I've had tough love growing up and that's, I wouldn't want it any other way. It made me who I am, but it's things like that, that you expect from someone who would not normally say that, that that's why I think it stuck so hard. Yeah. That's really cool. We appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This has been a pleasure. This is, I think, like Corey said, it's our first guest from Colorado. I was shooting from the hip there. I felt like we had not done anyone from Colorado. So. We certainly did not have anybody from the desert of Colorado. No. Is she, is well, that I feel honored to represent the whole state of Colorado. <laughs> Maybe not the whole. I mean, we are way uglier than the rest of the part of Colorado, but happy to describe it. Yeah, that's that is awesome. So yes, thank you for hanging out with us, listeners. We appreciate you as well. If you've got ideas or guests that you want us to talk to, Farm for Profit LLC at gmail.com, 515-207-9640. But Corey, why don't you send us out? Crack a bush light. You deserve it. Awesome. And you get one more awesome in there. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs>